I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're just looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. So give them a call, plus 441273-733-433, or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact, or you can talk to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be more than happy to help. Now today, I'm joined by Dale Bertrand, e-commerce SEO specialist at Fire and Spark. Dale, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, you're based, is it up in Massachusetts? Yes. So Cambridge, right across the river from Boston. So the home of uh, Harvard and MIT. So it's a very sort of educational area you're, you're, you're physically located in. Yes, I have some very educated neighbors around me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? It's called Cambridge. Our Cambridge is quite educated as well. So, yeah, well, there's a, there's a strong link um, historically between the two. Um, so it's, it's not a coincidence. I was wondering if that was the case. That was actually quite a nice segue, wasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself and Fire and Spark. Yeah, so for me, um, I have a technical background, so I'm coming at SEO from uh, a background in software and web development, um, building apps and websites and all that good stuff. For the last 10 years, I've been focused on digital marketing. So when I was back when I was working as a software developer, I was hired to a, a startup because they needed somebody to run their online marketing with a technical bent. So I ended up I ended up working at that startup and then working with a couple clients and that turned into the agency that I run now. So now I run Fire and Spark. We're an e-commerce marketing agency in Kendall Square, Cambridge, and we work with clients, you know, established brands, startups, uh, e-commerce sites on a number of different platforms, 
that are that are just getting started on the other end of the spectrum. And I love the fact that you used to be a software engineer. I nearly said programmer then. I always feel like such a dated term. Oh, you're a programmer. Yes, you're a yes. computer programmer. <laughs> that no. is funny because I call my I call myself a former DevOps developer ah. now, which is the right terminology, but. <laughs> yeah dev devops yes yes it's it's yeah that 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 term has been around for a while hasn't it i still don't fully understand what it means but anyway yeah so so you're coming at things from a sort of more of a sort of uh technical bent i guess and uh, what we're going to be talking about today is the difference in e-commerce or the approach to e-commerce between sort of a not e-commerce but the difference in seo between sort of e-commerce sites and non e-commerce sites i'll let you start with that dale sort of what's what would be a good starting point uh in a discussion around that yeah andy so you and i were talking earlier about about a bunch of these differences and really you could imagine in the e-commerce world a lot of sites are selling products that are also sold elsewhere on the web so you're carrying um, other brands and you're you're publishing product descriptions that appear on other websites. So if you think about it, that's duplicate content. Um, if a product is sold on a hundred different websites on the web, only one of them can be in the number one position for the, the keywords that you care about. And, um, your Google doesn't need all of you is really what it comes down to. So they're going to show, they're going to show, you know, the top 10 on, on the, on the search results page. Uh, so there's, there's that. And then also, uh, we have the make or break holiday season, which can be really tough for a lot of uh, retailers and, and online retailers where they're making a huge percentage of their revenue around the holiday season. And from an SEO perspective, we've got to figure out how to do how to do SEO with seasonality in mind. Mm. Um, another, another thing that I that I like to think about is like link building. So we all know or if if folks in your audience have done SEO in the past, uh, we all know that authority matters and uh, links to websites matter to raise your authority and getting links to e-commerce websites is tough. Uh, you could imagine, and just as an example, because we're talking about the difference between e-commerce and non-e-commerce, you could imagine a site that sells socks. You know, I worked with a client that had a sock website and imagine that versus a site that is more of a blog about uh, sustainability or something like that, that people yeah. care about and they write about, there's passions about, and uh, you can get involved in a conversation, get some links and build some authority. On the e-commerce side, using the sock site as an example, it's really hard to get people excited about socks. Uh, <laughs> you doing PR? How do you do PR around socks? How do you do that in a way that you're doing anything remarkable so that you're uh, starting a conversation? I, we we just don't we don't really think about it that way. So a lot of e-commerce sites are in are in that situation. Um, and then another thing is content, like content generation. So what is the content? Like it makes a lot of sense that we're building out product pages. We want those product pages to rank, but uh, what I've seen a lot for e-commerce sites is an e-commerce site that's a collection of products like we think about, but it also has a blog and the blog is where they do their SEO content. Mm. And and that that can really be tricky. Interesting that you mentioned uh, the make or break. Was it the holiday season? Referring yes. specifically yeah. to Christmas. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize just quite some companies they do like, is it, do they do most of their business over that sort of two week period? 
Oh yeah, there are some absolutely. Um, just depends on how seasonal they are. Yeah. Um, the e-commerce sites that we work with, we have some that do most of their business around the holiday season, and then we have others that they they don't have that strong seasonality. It just really depends on what they sell. And you mentioned link building there, which of course is a huge area. We could probably talk all night about link building, but with, I mean, you mentioned that it was difficult. With, with e-commerce, but I mean, just how difficult, what, what are some of the sort of techniques you can use? Because you mentioned that, you know, other websites, they, they, they might be more bloggy and people might be more sort of passionate about the subjects. But, you know, if, if you've got a very dry sort of e-commerce site, how do you build links? Well, so so the answer is to not have a dry e-commerce site. Yeah. So that's really what it comes down to. So it um, and it depends on what you're selling. So some some e-commerce sites are owned by a brand, and they they basically they've they've got their brand. They know who their audience is. And that really comes down to doing research, understanding what your audience is interested in and giving them the type of content that they that they want that's useful to them. Mm. Um, other sites, you can imagine a jewelry site that's selling a lot of brands. And with them, it comes down to useful content where um, the way that I would think about it for a jewelry site is thinking about a jewelry store. Like if I were to walk into jewelry, a jewelry retail store, I could have a conversation with a jeweler. I can ask questions about um, about materials, about the work, workmanship, um, about uh, like I, I have a watch that I happen to be wearing right now. I walked into a jeweler to have the bracelet resized and he, he just gave me a ton of information that I didn't know mm. about setting this particular watch and things like that. So that's useful. Like that's useful information. And you can imagine trying to get, if you were a jewelry e-commerce site, trying to get that same level of useful info, whether it's blog articles or adding useful information to the product pages or category pages or collection pages on the site. But I think really what it comes down to is not to have a dry e-commerce site and to think about what type of content you could build mm. that would be super useful to the people that you're targeting. A lot of times I work with an e-commerce site that hasn't really done the foundational work to think about who their audience is and how how they, they're differentiated in their space. So it really does start with that. Now, what are your feeling on customer reviews? Uh, because obviously that you know, helps to establish, I suppose, a degree of trust with the search engines. But I know it's difficult to get customers to leave reviews. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's tough. And that's one of the reasons why e-commerce SEO is hard. Um, you know, you tend to see customers that have either a, an, a very positive experience or very negative experience as the ones who are who are writing reviews. And usually it's the ones with the very negative experience. So what we always talk about is incentivizing like your best customers to leave reviews. And that's reviews on your website, Google reviews that you can submit on the Google search results page or through one of these third-party software vendors that allows you to do it, like uh, Trustpilot and Approved Shopper um, could help with that. And then uh, there's also product reviews. A, a lot of the clients that we're working with are giving away product to influencers to get reviews on uh, influential blogs or social media and get that kind of promotion. And, and that works, but it all really depends on what ecosystem you fit in. If you're if you're selling 
you know, let's say paper straws and you, the, the ecosystem that off the top of my head that you would you could naturally fit into is um, eco-conscious restaurants or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some, so so if that's your ecosystem, then you get building out uh, for on the link building side, you know, building out content that they would be interested in, getting them to link to you, um, selling your product and getting vendors vendors to link to you, um, that sort of thing that could, that could really help. And when I say, sorry, I meant to say customers yeah, that are yeah. linking to you, get, get them to link to you. Now, what about, cause you mentioned about, you know, when I was talking about a dry e-commerce site and he said, Oh no, don't, don't do a dry e-commerce site have some, some good information on there, some health information on there, so, which is all content. Um, well, what are your thoughts on content? I mean, do, do you think it should be outsourced? Well, okay, so that that there's a lot of different types of content you could do. I mean, there's some brands out there that are doing really well with video, articles, um, all, all kinds, and email. And there's some brands that just do really kick butt with with email marketing. Mm. Uh, but from an SEO perspective, when we're thinking about content, we're usually thinking about keyword targeting. So what what content can we create that would target specific keywords that we know that we want to rank for? Mm. And what what ends up happening there is it can it can be quite expensive and time consuming to write articles, which is the first thing that people think of. Yeah. Uh, I usually like to think of alternatives to writing articles, um, like basically things like building a collection page. So imagine if you decide you want to go after a keyword like holiday gifts or something like that. Uh, you can you can write an article that's a gift guide. You could also build out a collection, um, and and that would that would end up being being easier at the end of the day. And then other forms of content could be more like an FAQ. And we're all we're all familiar with uh, frequently asked questions on websites. We like to structure them so that you have one question per page yeah. so that it's more likely that you're going to get um, ranked in Google when people are asking that question or or something similar. Now, you mentioned uh, other sorts uh, of media. What are your thoughts on sort of video, sort of podcast, things like that? You know, video can be great. And at the end of the day, it's about building for SEO. Like, um, So just to, to start from the beginning here, for SEO, uh, search engines like Google are text-based. So at the end of the day, you're really trying to get people who are typing certain keywords to come to your site. So you're building out content that you want to rank for those keywords. So if you're doing something like video, like video can be really useful and and compelling, great content. You could use it to, to build linkable content. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you're building video, you'd end up putting it on a page on your website, maybe a product page or a category page or something like that. And it'll the way it'll help you, like I said, it'll it'll be it'll generate links if it's high quality. And then also it could help with conversion rate, which is obviously huge in, in the e-commerce space. But then it could also help with engagement metrics that Google's looking at. Like just the fact that it's a useful page means that people are less likely to bounce back to the search results uh, page after they they click on it in Google. And that's something that Google can measure. So if you had one top tip or a, a takeaway for our audience today, Dale, what might it be? So something that I always think about when I'm working with a new e-commerce site is 
how I could build a community around the brand and what would that look like? Is that is that a forum? Is that FAQ? Is that me looking at questions I've gotten from customers and figuring out how to turn that into into um, content? But some of the sites that we've worked with that have really been like a rocket ship when it comes to organic traffic and SEO have done really good, really good job of positioning their brand in a way that they've built a, a community or an ecosystem around their brand and their e-commerce site. Mm. And what that ends up generating at the end of the day is engagement metrics that Google wants to see and content. A lot of times that's user-generated content so that you're not outsourcing and paying somebody or having somebody internally spend time on it. And then the other thing is links, if you can if you can pull that off. But that's, that's really, and not everybody can pull that off. It really depends on the resources you have, how you position your brand, and what the ecosystem online and the conversations that are going on around the types of products that you sell or the audience that you're going after with your products. But if you can build community, that can really be uh, kind of a, a, a real, a huge boost to, to your SEO. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Dale. Um, how can our listeners find out more about you and more about Fire and Spark? So there's the website, fireandspark.com, and I'm dale at fireandspark.com, D-A-L-E, if anybody's interested in reaching out. If you have any questions about SEO, I'm always happy to field questions, so reach out. Thank you very much, Dale. And thanks, listeners, for listening. The show notes will be in the usual place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review because... That's really good. We like reviews. Um, questions and suggestions and uh, future topic suggestions and even guest suggestions, send those to podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. Uh, you can also tweet at sitevisibility and remember that we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Dale. All right. Goodbye, Andy. Thank you for having me. That's a pleasure. Thanks, Dale. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.